in his first year. He's already getting the highlights real. It's getting better and better, Harris the Meter. Harris the Meter! Harris the Meter! Thrown to the deck by Arrow, but a great surge. Harris the Meter. Here comes a go for Harris. Tahu Harris! That should seal it for the Warriors. Harris to beat at the Tahu Harris. It's Harris times two. Whether that's a shake of the head regarding the hammy or a shake of the head, unhappy at being taken off. Harris to Vita. Running at Cody Walker and taken from behind. They look for one. Harris to Vita. He is thinking about one. Off the post. It's still there. He puts the ball down and will score a try. That'll win the test match for Samoa. One of the most unusual tries you'll see. Green. Aristavita. And it's Ashford. Oh, it's a beautiful pass. Right offload. And it's a try to Harris Davida. Warriors need more points here. Green takes the line on. Oh, that's a great offload. And it is going to be Harris Davida who gets his second try of the game. Oh, nicely taken by Trebojevic. Now, could this open up for Tom Kicking on the full tackle, and now Marlock has he got the bounce, he scores! Well, it's great vision from Chanel Harris Davida. Gufferson decides to run, and there's all oh, money cream there by Harris Davida. Oh, it's going to be good to hear his voice in the commentary lines of all the commentators around the NRL next year as he lines up in the One New Zealand Warriors kit. Um, it's welcome news, welcome news, and he's coming back when he said he's right, which is just fantastic. Now, joining us, um, I don't know where their excitement levels are. We're going to find out from uh, the wonderful Warriors podcast called This Warrior's Life. We've got the two hosts that on. It's always the awkward time when you say welcome in and they say hi at the same time and they don't know who to talk. So welcome in, Fonzie. Morning, Staffy. How are you, mate? I'm very, very well. And Will Evans joins us as well. Will, great to have you on. Your initial reaction, Will, to this news. Uh, G'day, Staffy. Yeah, look, obviously it's uh, exciting to have Chanel coming back to the club. Um, Love him as a player. I think he sort of epitomises what the Warriors want to be about and have have been about. Um, Local junior, uh, passionate about the club. Um, Yeah, I guess the the main sort of question mark is where does he play and and what does it mean for Sean Johnson? Is he extending or not? Uh, So, yeah, a fair bit up in the air. I'm probably a little bit... Um, a little bit more worried about that than than excited at the moment. Yeah, so Fonzie, I'm going to chuck Will's uh, conundrum to you. Where does he play and what does it mean for Sean Johnson? Well, he spent most of his career playing in the halves, Staffy. So your starting point would be he's probably going to play in the halves. And currently we've signed four halves for next year, which is about what a footy club needs. And one of them isn't Sean Johnson. So, yeah, I mean, I think... The most logical inference from all of this is SJ is probably not going to go around and CHT is making up the quartet of hearts. I don't want that to be true, but that's your logical inference before you start worrying about you know some different ways you could fit him into a roster. 
So, Fonzie, there's been a lot of talk on social media saying Chanel could just play centres, but that's that's a huge learning curve to have played most of your rugby league in the halves to go and take on the defensive, I think especially the defensive responsibilities of defending an edge. Yeah, I, I don't see him playing centres, Staffy. I mean, stranger things have happened. He has played hooker. Um, he's played, um, in obviously, in the halves, and he's played some time at fullback even. So he's a versatile player, but I don't understand why you'd sign him to play centre. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, there's been some talk he could play lock as well in that ball-playing 13 role, and I, I think we'd nearly just about have him go back on sabbatical if we tried to do that to him, playing as a middle forward. I think he's, you know, to me, he's a, he's a versatile back player, and um, he's, you know, his first best strength is somewhere in the half. Well, let's say SJ goes around, we've just got too many halves. The the good thing for Chanel uh, or Project Chanel is they've got nine months to turn him into whatever they want if he wants to. And I'd imagine those discussions have been had. So let's play out the scenario that Sean Johnson stays on and we've got Volkman and Tamari Martin, we've got halves up the wazoo. Where do you think would be his next next most likely, because he could put on some beef, he can have the protein shakes, and he can have the legalised creatine. Is his skill set more suitable to maybe a, a, a middle row forward um, or a centre? What, what do you think the most likely area they could convert him into, given they've got nine months? Uh, for me, I'd have to back Fonzie up here. I definitely don't see him as a centre. He's, um, he's a, he is a bit of a string bean um, Previously, played around 90, 89 kilos. Um, you know, I think we're fairly flush with sort of slowish centres who struggle to make <laughs> line breaks already. So, um, it's, it's something I can imagine Nathan Brown trying to do, make him into a centre, but not Andrew Webster. I just think we've we've got far better options there um, rather than trying to shoehorn him into that position. For me, a number fourteen role is he's possibly well suited to that if he's not playing in the halves. He, he was played plenty of hooker for Samoa at the World Cup, uh, started the final in the number nine. Um, you know, I think that's pr- his, his skill set probably suits there as well. Tough defender, um, skillful player, good vision, good rugby league brain. Um, for me, that's about the only other spot that I could probably find for him in, in a full-strength 17 at the moment. Um yeah, I just I, I just don't quite see. And I also, as far as the halves go, even if Sean does retire, I think he's more of a five eight than a half back as well. So that also concerns me if he is sort of coming back to to be a half. I want to bring Sammy Hewitt. Obviously, calls the games uh, for the Warriors here on SCNZ. Sammy, what your observations? Uh, well, look, the amount of times that Warriors fans like a good player get signed, and all of a sudden we just got to throw them in the centres. It does my head, and that we can just think, oh, because they're good, we'll throw them in the centres. So I'm good, glad that uh, Fonzie and Will are on the same page as us, Steph. Um, Fonzie, what about if if he's going to play, I guess, a hooking role, and maybe it's off the interchange behind Wade Egan? Then what do you do with? Freddie Lussick, and what role do you think Chanel would play alongside Wade Egan? Like, do you do you like what Webster's doing, where you know that reserve hooker plays the first twenty, Egan comes on, and then sort of finishes? How do you reckon that dynamic would work if that's a role that Chanel would play off the bench? Yeah, it's a it's a it's an interesting one, Sam. I mean, I think he can do hooker well enough to do twenty minutes at hooker. Like, I think we can definitely mould him into that player, and then. Unlike Freddie, who really doesn't give you much other versatility in mm. what he can do, Chanel would give you backline cover, basically, full backline cover, because he could slot in anywhere at a pitch. So 
I can see the logic of saying I've got a, a hooker there on the bench who's going to do 20 minutes to spell Egan if the game goes that way, but otherwise he's my backs cover. But if he was going to do that, I probably wouldn't be starting him. I'd be bringing him on if things are going in a way where Egan needs a rest rather than Lussick, who you bring on to do all the tough stuff at the start. So you'd be, you'd be asking Egan to do a slightly different role to what he can do at the moment with Lussick, where he can sort of come on when a bit of the heat's gone out of the game and um, and pick at, pick at some lazy forwards. You'd be asking Egan to do the tough stuff, I think, if Chanel was your backup nine. Mm. I'll ask you uh, this as well, Fonzie, but Will, uh, if... if hypothetically, Sean does re-sign. You've probably got him and Tamati in the halves next season. And then if you were thinking about having Chanel on the bench, you'd have Jazz, Dylan Walker, Chanel on the bench. Is that too much utility? Like, are we, do we have too many guys that can just play a whole bunch of different roles as opposed to focusing on a, a, an out-and-out prop to replace in the middle or an out-and-out, uh, you know, you know, uh, backline player type thing? Is, is it too much utility having Jazz, Dills and Chanel on the bench? I definitely get your sentiment there, Sam. Uh, but I think, you know, they are obviously very versatile players. And But Dylan and, and Jazz, I think, are, you know, sort of elite or well, close to elite for the positions that they're primarily there to play. They're outstanding middle forwards. We've seen the role... Uh, Dylan Walker's played off the bench in the Fords and, and what that's added to the team. I mean, you know, it's not their fault. They're also super versatile and I don't think it hurts that they are as well. Um, but yeah, it does it does look a, a little bit funny having three, you know, guys that are so versatile on the same bench, but they're also they're there because, particularly Walker, Tavanga are there because they are better than anyone else in the squad at those you know, middle forward roles that they play. Hey, Fonzie, I find it interesting that before this news of Chanel Harris-DeVita coming back into the Warriors, so we go back two weeks and we looked at our halves and they're going, the Warriors have to sign Sean Johnson. Now Harris-DeVita's in the mix. He's the one people saying miss out, and we go with the other ones. How does he go from number one rank to number four? Oh, Staffy, I don't think anyone, well, I'm certainly not suggesting he's gone from one to four. I think it's more just people are taking this as a sign that he might have decided that he won't go around, that he doesn't want to go around again. So at the start of the year, I felt like it seemed to me from his body language and his attitude that SJ might have already decided this was his last year and he was going to put every ounce of energy into it. And then his form has just been so good that everyone's been calling for him to go around again because he's one of the form halves in the comp. But, you know, it's more that I wonder whether this indicates that SJ has made a decision, maybe made it a long time ago. Yeah, potentially. Now, I know Sammy Hewitt gave you both some homework. Uh, start, mm. some sev- a 17, the, Everett, the whole squad next year is fully fit. Game one, it's against the Broncos. It's at Suncorp. Give me your Warriors 1-17, to 17, Fonzie. All righty. Um, so I'm going to play Chance at fullback. Um, and I'm going to play wingers are going to be Dullum and Montoya. In the centres, I'm going to have uh, RTS. That's where I'm using him. Mm-hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a punt and say one of the young guys, let's say Rock or Berry, somehow comes good and becomes a starting centre next year. In the halves, if Sean goes around, it's, it's him. And I'm going to take a punt again and say Luke Metcalf has overtaken Temato Martin by wow. round one next year. Wow. In the, in the six. Um, I, I love Temato, but that's just something I can see happening. I think then my props are going to be um, Tom Arle and Adam Fenua-Blake. Um, 
I'd have my edge back row, I was assuming Barnett's back, I'd have um, Mitch Barnett and Nyakore, and you've got Tohu at lock. Um, and then my bench, I would have that versatile bench you were talking about there, Sammy, in your question to Will. The reason being that if you've got Tohu out there, he can do a stint of prop. So having him at 13 and then Walker on, it's like you are carrying another prop in the team. Mm. If you lost Tohu, um, he went down injured and so on, it really would upset the balance of that team, though, and then you might be having problems with the, um, you know, that small bench, let's say. Mm, Jazz can play anywhere, 1 to 13, though, can't he? He's such a competitor. I really do miss him. All right, Will, you're 1 to 17. Uh, look, I won't run you through the whole lot because it's very, very similar to what uh, Fonzie put out there. I've actually got uh, for round one next year Montoya in the centres with Cossey on a wing. Uh, but yeah, I back him up there. I think Metcalf uh, might take his chance in coming weeks and, and become our first choice number six. Um, yeah, like Barnett, I'm starting on an edge and I think by that stage Ale can be our starting prop alongside uh, Adam Fanua Blake. Um, and yeah, obviously you've got a bunch of guys fighting it out for that last uh, bench spot. Jackson Ford, we didn't, I don't think uh, we talked about Josh Curran. Um, yeah, so any of those guys really filling that, that number 17 role. Brilliant. Well, fellas, you continue to produce wonderful episodes on this Warriors Life podcast. And as always, we appreciate you joining us here on the afternoons on SCNZ. Uh, enjoy this weekend against the Bronx. It's going to be a ripper of a game. Our pleasure, awesome, thanks, thanks, Cheers, team. There they are, Fonzie and Will Evans. Uh, do download, listen to their This Warriors Life podcast. What do you make of it, team, out there? What do you guys make of the Chanel Harris defeat? I'd actually forgotten about Luke Metcalf. He's also in the equation. And that Opicky guy that we've had a little wee taster of, um, I know he plays fullback, but he's tiny. Yeah, so tons of um, depth for, from the Warriors' perspective, which is great. We've got lots of little man depth. Yeah, but but you know they're all utility players, I guess, which is which is good. I think you know we've talked about a lot, Steph. This is a team that in probably four to five years' time is really going to be challenging for a comp. If all of these guys stay mm. and they develop, some of them are obviously going to be a New South Wales Cup. You can't have all four halves playing, but I do like the idea of having Chanel. The more I've sort of thought about it, I like the idea of having him on the interchange, playing a bit of a hooking role, covering the backline if need be. He can obviously play fullback. So if Chance was to go down, maybe you put Roger at fullback. You know, move move pieces around. That's how I sort of see him playing. But um, big big question mark over uh, one Sean Johnson. Give us your thoughts out there, New Zealand. Oh eight hundred one five zero eleven. Happy to take your calls. Wanting to take your calls after the break.